0: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen We're trying to do the impossible right now Three guys, one on Google Voice, one on my personal phone A lot can happen, anything can happen David Burton, Martez L. David, how you doing?
1: I'm doing
0: okay on this Sunday afternoon Martez, what's up? I lost connection for a second. Uh, what happened? I said, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. I'm Feeling good.
1: Uh, just having a nice
0: little meal. And uh, just ready to talk wrestling whatever you have uh, in store for today. Yes, sir. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk about the draft. That was just last Friday. In fact, oh. Friday, last night. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I'm tripping. It's Sunday. Okay, Friday.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I almost forgot that they even started it on, on
0: SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, we'll start with you. Uh, what's your opinion about people that have been drafted?
1: Um, Right now, it's too early to tell. I really don't have an opinion. The last couple of drafts, or the last couple of drafts, they didn't stop.
0: Uh-huh.
1: My thing is, if they do it the way they had it, uh, the way they had it in like 2004 to like 2006 years. if they do it like that, then everything will be fine. But that whole wild card rule nonsense made no sense. Yeah. Everybody was just going back and forth to show the show. It didn't even have any reason. It made no point to have a draft.
0: Mm-hmm. And, then
1: you, and then you got people winning the Royal Rumble, like Charlotte, chooses to go to NXT, win the championship. Last time I checked, it wasn't time, but every title that you chose in Russell for. That was a brand you stayed on. All right. It didn't go from show to show, so it was possible. So I'll have to see what they do with this draft. But that's my opinion.
0: David, what about you?
1: You mean Martin, I just spoke. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, my bad. Martel, what about you? It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. I think, David, uh, I, I
1: like the drafts. I think this was the best one they had so far. Uh, I know I kind of sound crazy, crazy with saying that, but uh, I like the I like the draft. Uh, I like the uh, the pickup from, uh, for Bianca Belair going up to SmackDown. I think that's uh, a good place for her to be, and uh, she can really strengthen that uh, that uh, women's division that's kind of uh, lackluster right now.
0: Oh yeah. So
1: adding uh, Bianca Belair, I think that's a thumbs up for SmackDown. And uh, I'm looking at possible matchups. I've always wanted to see her versus Sasha because they kind of, kind of, uh, kinda, uh mirror each other mm-hmm. in certain aspects. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, uh, Seth Rollins going over to, uh, SmackDown. I think that was a good move too. Finally to get Seth Rollins away from that Monday night shadow and put him on, uh, uh, uh Friday night SmackDown, which I believe, uh, WWE and Fox are really, uh, beginning to, uh, in- invest back into, uh, the wrestling and the new DM theaters for that Friday night. Seth Iron, he's a heavy hitter, whether you like him or not, uh he, he uh he brings you uh ratings. Um uh, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, I wasn't surprised, uh that's a no brainer. You know, those two being selected, uh number one. uh what else? Uh the New Day. Uh I gotta give WWE uh some praises. That, that was the best possible outcome to break that group up. Uh-huh. That was kind of
0: stupid, to be honest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. I, I can I hear Dave. Say what?
1: Dave, say again? I was kind of stupid, to be honest, because the SmackDown Tag Team Champion, I mm-hmm. mean, it would make more sense if they're the SmackDown Tag Team Champions or the SmackDown Women's Champion. Would it make more sense for you to stay on that show? I'm just saying, that that's just stupid, to be honest. Yeah, I think I, I, think I hear what David's saying. Can, can you, can you clear it up. I really can't hear him all the way, but I think I
0: know. It's a, right.
1: Now, the only way I can see that working is if they lose a belt to a run. But past that, I just think that's stupid. Yeah, two things I agree with you. I thought that was stupid, too. I thought it was stupid, but I, I thought they had said that um, if someone that, that's holding a similar title Trapped into to an opposite show, and that, that uh basically, I thought the uh, street profits were going to automatically get switched over to SmackDown, because uh, the New days won to to SmackDown championships. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that was going to be an opposite, automatically watch. Watch, uh, because they have similar championships. But I'm hoping they just go here. They, they're going to have the unified tag team championships, unless the uh, street profits get drafted to Raw on Monday.
0: That's this this will be the second third time they unified if they do that, they'll unify the titles. Last time when they first did it was at, uh what was that? And the Heart Foundation was champions. They unified tag titles, all that crap. Then you they went back to having their separate brands. I think
1: I think the new day are gonna lose the SmackDown tag out on Raw.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think and I think, uh, the street prophets are gonna lose
1: the, the raw tag belts. Cause if he, if a lot of people don't know this, but Bianca Belair and Montesquart are married in real life. So I don't think yeah. they're gonna split them up and separate them. So I'm almost positive that they're gonna keep them together on the same show. hmm Exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. So now says, uh stuff is kind of predictable, like the Mysterio family going up this man uh, Murphy going up this man now, that was kind of predictable, because that storyline isn't, it isn't closed, it isn't shut yet, it's still actually brewing. Uh, yeah. It not its climax, however, you know, uh, Murphy has a prominent part in that storyline, so
0: that was kind of like a no brainer, uh for them. They yeah, moved over to SmackDown. I still feel like that was kind of like a cheesy cheesy selection, you know. Uh but at the end of the day I wasn't surprised. hmm <laughs> uh-huh. Let me ask you
1: this. Um uh, Well for those of you, uh, you don't know, here's, here's
0: how it works nowadays. First of all, I'm not speaking for uh Let me took uh that, uh Sorry, y'all. Technical difficulties here. Hey, David, say again.
1: Uh,
0: David. Hang on, David. I got a technical problem. Say it it again. You couldn't in and out. So I think it would be almost no-brainer that he is going to bring her on the ball. Let me tell you how this works, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you who are just tuning in the first time as far as the drafts, as far as the has is concerned, nowadays, this is how the draft works. For every – there's more than super 60 stars, men and women in the tag teams that will be eligible to get drafted. For every – Two picks: SmackDown gets raw gets three. The reason why SmackDown is two hours, Raw is three hours. So SmackDown gets two stars, Raw gets three. Tag teams, groups, and stables will count as one, but they can be split up. Free agents are those who are undrafted and can sign with either brand. Okay,
1: I just hope they put more.
0: David, uh, David Sagan. got 10 problems all over the place. Martel, what do you think about that? Now, what is what? About the rules nowadays with the draft. Uh, I don't
1: have an issue with it. You know, I, would, I, well, I don't have an issue, but at the same time, I would like for both brands to get the same amount of draft collection. Yes, obviously, Raw has a three-hour show, and they're going to get more selections. But uh, most of the time, they don't even use most of their collections on their show. Uh So uh, I feel it should be an even split. If we're going to take this thing serious,
0: like a serious draft, it should be an even, even split right down the middle. David, what's your
1: opinion about nowadays? I'm not sure what's going to happen.
0: Uh-huh. See, I missed when it was simple. It was very simple in the beginning of the draft. Raw goes to SmackDown. Slide SmackDown slide goes to Raw. Real simple. I
1: was playing Raw. I was playing with him. I had about 6-1. I was playing with him on Raw. But I think he was spaced out. So, you know, if they've been wrestling with the same people for a year, uh huh. I said, I don't know if he's been there. He's been for the same people for a year. They only have like, because before the draft, they only have like six working on it and SmackDown. Me and everybody else, you know, I was like, this is ridiculous. Huh. Yeah. yeah. No, right, you can't have 15 other women on one show and have, like, six on one show.
0: That is Cause stupid.
1: Because you're going to get the same matches over and over. And technically, that's what happened for a year. Uh-huh. Like, she fought like Nikki Cross, like, six times. Since she already? Like, come on, you're getting repetitive. Uh-huh. Now, have any of you two noticed that? I'm sure I'm not the only one to notice that.
0: What you got? Yeah, I did. Because, like, Nikki Cross is a great talent, but uh, eventually you get tired of the same person over and over and over again. No matter how cool you are with them. Y- y'all- uh, yeah, because
1: yeah, cause before it was Nikki Cross, it was Alexa Bliss. It was uh-huh. like, how many times? And then before Alexa Bliss, it was Lacey Evans. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. See, the problem is yeah, yeah, Y'all like, can be so tight Outside like the wrestling
1: Between t- the same two
0: people Y'all can be tight outside the wrestling business That's cool Eventually, you're going to get tired of wrestling the same person No matter how friends you are Right
1: Yeah
0: That's bro, like bro, I want to see, see SmackDown get a lot more In this draft that's like, that's like John Cena wrestling every night you can you, you can get tired of it Jonathan the Russell, every night. I mean, every night. Bruh, eventually you want something fresh. Right. It's
1: not him. It's who he's... It's not him. It's who is he's in the ring
0: with. That's
1: uh-huh. what it is. Yeah. I don't mind seeing the same person every night just give me somebody different.
0: Uh-huh. Just
1: like uh, we... I guess, and, and I know we talk about females, but uh, I'm, I'm happy because I've, I've got a feeling that, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna be, a, uh, a, like Braun Strowman going over to Raw. And, and I know he's taking on Roman Reigns on Friday. I, I think this is the way of WWE uh, making this a farewell match without without promoting it as a farewell match, but, uh, it's gonna make sense to let them to take on each other one last time. Because I think Braun Strowman is going over to Raw. And uh, we've we definitely seen that matchup too many times, Roman versus Ron. <laughs> so I'm thinking there's
0: yeah. some kind of a left here.
1: Not right. over the Hang past on, year, yeah, but you're right, technically. Yeah. I hope I hope, I hope Lee goes over to SmackDown, because I think SmackDown would be a better fit for him. I think he would have better matches with the talent that's on SmackDown than it is overall.
0: Raw. Alright. So... You want Keith Lee to go to SmackDown?
1: Yes, and personally, yes, and professionally for him. I feel he would have better matches on SmackDown than Raw. Mm -hmm. I agree with David, you know, but I I, I agree he should go to SmackDown, but maybe my reason is different. You know, Keith Lee, I feel like the Raw brand doesn't fit him for some reason. I don't know, I mean. Of course, they all wrestle in the same venue, that Amway channel, but it's just like that Raw doesn't get him. I mean, it doesn't fit him well, but if he goes for SmackDown, I think that may fit him better than Raw. I don't know. I don't even understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. It's just, it's a weird thing. He just doesn't really yeah. belong on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You know? and, uh, I would definitely want to see a Roman Reigns and Keith uh, Lee matchup, especially after what they did in Survivor Series last year. I think it is that you want to cash in. Cash in on. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I remember Cesaro said the same thing not too long ago because he was miserable when he was on Raw. Miserable. And he was happy as a camper when he got put on SmackDown.
0: Here's the thing, Jonah. There's some people, especially in the back, uh, when you're not doing anything. You're basically taking them space, and we take up space, and it's nothing for you. whether well, there's the door. That's kind of
1: stupid though, because mm-hmm. I've seen
0: the company release a
1: lot of people for that same reason. The reason we're like, oh, we don't have
0: anything for them. Are you stupid. Uh, just like shortly after WrestleMania, they do it every year. What we call spring cleaning. You take a bunch of people. You ain't doing it. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't got nothing for them. And you show him the door you show him the door.
1: You know, I hate to say this, as much as horrible as Vince was. I will give him credit on one thing. Just one is that when he was in charge, everybody on the roster was involved in something.
0: Mm-hmm. Nobody
1: not fucking sitting there months at a time not doing anything. Everybody on the roster was involved in something. Yep. Shape or form. Everybody was involved in something, so everybody was doing something. As shitty as it was, everybody was on television doing something.
0: Now, Martez, you said in a show of yours that WWE can do no wrong. Why is that? Oh, uh, it,
1: it can do no wrong because uh, it, it can do no wrong because I, I feel like <laughs> you guys may cuss me out for what I'm about to say. <laughs> I feel like uh, they. <laughs> do what they can to to please us they're always in the business of trying to please us even if it seems like they don't care about us I think they do what they can to try to please us And my my case in point is this the whole Thunderdome thing that was a genius idea you know Uh, that was a way for the fans to uh, interact uh, with the wrestlers Um, and and it's stuff like that, that that leads me to say that that WWE can do no wrong um there's other reasons that I can't think of right now, on, uh, uh, why they can't do, do no wrong, but they, I feel like they always, um they're always trying to do something to, to appease us or, 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 or make us happy. And mm-hmm. I, I wish, uh, I remembered those reasons why they can't do any wrong. But right now I'm kind of drawing blank right now, but I just feel like they, they never failed me. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Are the storylines sometimes uh lame, yes, but they've never felt me, you know, they never uh disappointed me really. Uh, and and I hear people talk about AEW like it's the greatest thing to play for not. it, but like they they are not doing anything so monumental that I gotta put them above WWE. All right, now, right. It's, it's funny how people wanna just anoint them had a WWE, and I, I haven't seen nothing yet that they're doing to the, to uh, to make me believe that. So I just think WWE is always trying to be innovative. They always trying to take chance, like they, they take chances. It may work, it may not work, but they—that's what I mean. They try to go the extra mile. Look, look at this. Look at the WrestleMania. This past year's WrestleMania, they went on and did it in spite of what was going on. That's why they can't do no wrong
0: with me and my eyes. Uh-huh. Now, David Martel, let me tell you something here. Back in the day, this was about two thousand and six. Two thousand two thousand. Let's say two thousand and six. So the problem I have here is that it'd be we all love, we love we all love them good, bad, ugly, awkward, right? Well, there's one storyline. This man's is this man lost his mind with all these stupid matches. And this one particular match is kind of really hard to defend as far as religiously. Vince McMahon makes make a match. Vince and Shane versus Shawn Michaels and his partner, the Almighty himself. Yes, I said it. Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and God. That's hard yeah, to defend. That's just another way of him pushing the handle up. That's really hard to defend. I, I, I Hey, at least he's Catholic. That makes it any better. It makes it worse. Well, you, you know what? That is the hard worst to thing I've seen is do was betraying Zach in a billion right, wait a minute, David. Uh, wait a
1: minute. I tell say, say what you're saying. That's, that's really,
0: that's really hard to defend. But like I can say, there are things that they do that I don't like. That right there, I don't like. It's
1: a, there's a lot of stuff that I can say on this radio show that that I, I don't like what they do, and mm-hmm. then people probably start start hating me or, or whatever. Like, uh, I didn't like the whole Chuck Chuck Bulumbo and uh, Billy Billy uh, Billy Gunn tag team because I didn't like the idea of them being sexual partners. But that's just that's my preference. I don't I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? That's just that's just me. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like ninety percent of the stuff that they do, they 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 do a good job at it. You know, uh, the little storylines like McMahon and Shane versus Shawn Michaels and God, I do not i didn't like that either. Yeah.
0: That was <laughs> so hard well, as hell to defend. David, what about you? I didn't like it
1: either. Ooh, as stupid uh, as it, the
0: concept
1: was, i tell you this, the match was good, though. Yeah, you know. Only WWE can pull stuff like that off, and somehow, someway, it manages to work out, depending on who's involved in uh-huh.
0: I can't hear it, David. I'm like, bro. When I missed the
1: whole set between the mix. Nobody thought that was going to take off as as it was. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be a one-shot deal, a one-time thing, but it blew up so much he kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Like he took the silliest thing and it got over.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. I'm not hearing
0: what David said. Uh, what was he saying? Damn, we got technical problems all over the place, man. Uh, David, say it again.
1: No, I was saying, despite how ridiculous the the, the making of the match was, the match was still good. How uh, they uh-huh. took something stupid and negative and turned it into positive, depending on who was in the match. Uh huh. Because I can't say the match wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was a good
0: match. Offensive as hell, but it was a good match. <laughs> Ooh, as hard as hard as
1: it. took a negative and somehow managed to turn it into a positive, and it made people forget that Shawn Michaels' partner was gone during the match. Right. I
0: like that. Okay, I like that breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Because I'm trying this to. Man, this, this
1: man, he's known to push the envelope. You know, he's. <laughs> The Dudley Boyz throwing May Young into a uh, table was like slamming
0: May Young into a table. That's pushing it, hombre. That's been something that's not. Hell, how do we how you explain to a non wrestler fan May Young get birth to a hand? How you explain that?
1: <laughs> Mark Henry told that story. He was like Vince came up there. and He was like May Young gets birth to a hand. If Mark Henry was a doctor. Dead- Cause he was like, "That's the point." He gives both to her hand. <laughs> like, I want to see how far can we go with that. And he just started laughing. I like, "Oh, okay. sure." I
0: still. It's been twenty how years. I still don't get that. Over. It's been about twenty years or so. I still don't get that. <laughs> Even Vince McMahon going up big Booker T saying, "Excuse me, leave." I don't know if I can say this word. but Go ahead, say it. What, what up, my nigga? Like, yeah, you know, I remember that. On pay per view, oh, yeah. I remember. I never forget that. It was like Vince, man, John Cena backstage. What's up, boss? What's up, my nigga? Live on pay per view, Survivor Series two thousand five backstage. Booker T happened to be standing there. Now that was well, the look on their faces was
1: like priceless. Right?
0: You can't say that was accident. You can't say that that was not an accident. That that was on purpose. It was on purpose. I'm not saying he's of racist. Course- i not saying he's racist, but damn it, that was not an accident. Well, he might not
1: be, he might not, be, I mean, that was choreographed, obviously, but I don't know if he still cares about blacks like that. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, well. I'm not calling him racist, but um, he definitely, he definitely has a
1: history of not uh, making black uh, people uh, his heavyweight champions. Well, hell, it took
0: 63 years. It took 63 years to have a black champion. Sixty-three years.
1: I just think that's something that rubbed off on his father, uh, from
0: his From 1963, the day the company started, to 2019, sixty-three years to have a black champion. Wow. Yeah. We've not had a black, and please, ladies and gentlemen, please don't be like, "What about The Rock?" That don't count. He's half Samoan. That, that don't count. We're talking about WWE champions, not world champions like Mark Henry, Booker T, Ron Simmons. We're talking about the brand champion. Well, you can't count Ron Simmons.
1: That's a different company.
0: Yeah. Well, I get what you're saying. Yeah. We're talking about the brand, the WWE championship. Not not the world title, the WWE championship. we never had a black champion. For the love of God, the Rock, who will, li- he will rock himself, would testify that he does not count that he's half Samoan and relates to the Samoan side more than this black side.
1: Dark skin, like uh, last lastly,
0: become a champion. Hell, like Titus. Yeah, is that
1: cool. Well, I right, yeah, thats the start. He's, so. full, he's fully black, but at the same time, they had to walk around and act. They had to uh, act like fools, you know, for so him to probably get that position. Uh-huh. They got to go around shaking their butts, talking about holes and uh, almost insinuating that those three are in a relationship with each other for him to. <laughs> For him to uh even get that title, you know. Mm. Uh
0: I'm not trying to I hate to sound like a theorist, but you know, they do a lot of uh they did a lot of homosexual stuff in my thing, the, the new game. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, just because he got a serious called booty they make sure you ain't booty by the way, that mean they're gay. They're married, okay. by the way. All.
1: They, they, they may be married outside of it, but if the director or whoever the uh, people
0: that wrote the script say, "I got this much money, can you do this gay role, <laughs> or can you do?" It ain't just about being gay. I am just, just saying, like a much money talk. Yeah, for you. Yeah, but they're not gay. Well, this is all i all go back to what Hall of Famer Teddy Biastra said many, many, many years ago. Everybody's got a price. Yeah, yeah, I am not saying they're gay. I'm not, I'm, that's not
1: what I am saying, guys. I am not. Oh
0: gay. yeah. I feel you though. But basically, everybody got a price. Yeah. <laughs> I <some> <laughs> yeah. I get. I guarantee you, speaking the price. If I had a suitcase full of money right now, I go to I go to Vince Man's office. I want to cut of your company. Guarantee he not going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't care if I had a billion dollars on me right now. I had a billion dollars in cash, it went up to Vince's office. I want. I want half your company. He not gonna budge. <laughs> this is his life's work. I mean his life's work. The dude breathes this business. Hell. He is he, he every single morning at the kitchen table. This was his this is his life. And he's sitting at the kitchen table with this business every morning. His children, every morning, with it comes, it goes home with him. This is, this is his life. Somebody was like, I was reading. Some of us the um, the uh,
1: heads of the magazine was this Wednesday Night War. To be honest, it's not really a war. Uh huh. One issue thirty and, wins and, wins. and honestly, it's not really a war because AEW still needs to establish himself. Oh, yeah. It was like, at the end of the day, Vince is still winning. He's <laughs> like, if he really wants he can get a week and get a victory, which is
0: true. Now, this is 20 years ago. Uh, the competition would be like, I'm going to put you out of business. Competition now step your game up.
1: Well, when you have
0: that mindset, you, you, you can't really think like that because you're yeah. going to end up going
1: out of business trying to put somebody else out
0: of business. Right. And last time,
1: by the way. And I that know- could happen now. Oh, yeah. Because if AEW had that mindset, I guarantee you, they'll go out of business faster, much well, faster.
0: Last time a network uh, with flagship wrestling was, T- it was uh TBS. And the one eventually got to the point, okay, we, we, we had a nice run. We're done with this. We want not to do wrestling ever again. And it's been 20 years or so since wrestling came on. Did Ted Turner have anything to do with wrestling? Ted, I mentioned Ted Turner because he's in the back pocket. of a, They keep him in the back pocket, which is a smart thing to do. AEW just needs to, um, they just
1: need to step up. The inmates are running the asylum. And the inmates that's running the asylum are not the smartest people in the world. Uh-huh. So they
0: are not even the best wrestlers. Yes. I can't hear Dave. Well, a I, I disagree with you right there. Chris Jericho, he's 30 years in the business.
1: Well, he's not running a company. He should no, be. I can him.
0: Yeah. No, he's not. I say he should be. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got 30 years in this business. You should have some kind of wisdom to pass down to somebody. He should buy a like slice of it.
1: Like, like Jim Cornette said, if Tony Kong was smart, he has at least three of the smartest people in the business working for him, and they're not creative. Yeah. Something's wrong there. I, and you, got, you got Jim Ross, R. Anderson, Tony Blanchard, and Jake Roberts, like four of the biggest minds in wrestling. If he wants to give them the book and let them run the company,
0: it'll be better than what's on television now. Man, look, if I was Tony Khan... i to, come, to be
1: honest, it would be a different company because
0: half of those look, guys wouldn't be there. If I was Tony Khan, what I would do, when Chris Jericho got here, I would have made him corporate immediately. Like, look here, I need you to retire, I need you to be corporate. I, I would make Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Jericho, I made them my top corporate guys. How you, they in the business for all these years. You got the top dogs in the business. Jim Ross with commentary. I
1: I think those young guys fuck Jericho's head up because he's not the same person he is.
0: You got Jim Ross who's had 30 some years of commentary experience.
1: Jim Ross too, his head's been fucked up. And it's funny because I I get you work for the company and you want to put them over, but you can tell when someone is like, this is so much bullshit. Mm hmm. It's like, it's like, I'll, I'll give you an example. It's like when Chris Jericho had that debate with Orange Cassidy and Eric Bischoff was emceeing the whole thing. It was the comment he said during that, de- during that debate. He was like, this is the biggest match of my career. And I'm saying to myself, if that's not the biggest face lie <laughs> and bullshit I ever heard anybody say, and you knew he was lying, I was like, really? He went from wrestling The Rock, Ric Flair, Steve Austin, The Undertaker, to wrestling a guy who puts his hands in his pocket, and that's the biggest match in your career. And you expect people to believe that? Get real.
0: I remember he he
1: was lying. He knows he was lying. I know about job, but But he knows.
0: I know about job, but I liked it. Check this out. So this was Jericho's own words. He was at a uh, show telling the story. This is the night after he won the undisputed title. So you would think Vince Man's backstage waiting to celebrate with you. No, he gone. Everybody's gone. He's the main event. and He gets the hotel. Jericho gets the hotel. It's late as hell. He wants to get something to eat. The cafe closed. He gets a pizza. Cold as hell. You got to check it out. because Jericho's story of how the night after he won the championship. So in my opinion, the whole point of that, I think, that was Chris Jericho's biggest moment of his career when he won the undisputed title. I mean, you are the man around here. And you- yeah, that, that- Go ahead, David. I heard that story. I mean, Martez. No, that, that, that sort of legitimized uh, Chris Jericho
1: because I, I definitely didn't think he was going to beat Stone Cold, uh, let us, I mean, beat the Rock, let alone Stone Cold in the same night. And I didn't even, at the time I really wasn't thinking about uh Creative and what Creative was gonna do, who they were gonna let win. I didn't know about that stuff uh then. Uh-huh. So I was I was shocked when Chris Jericho uh beat both those guys to become the first ever undisputed champion. But that night he really was legitimized, you know, and since that point
0: on he has been looked at as a championship caliber uh person. Yes, sir, by those ever winner of the undisputed title that
1: no one can take that away from him, And I know people say he, he, he said that
0: too much. He talked about it too much uh, The how he beat Stone Cold. And the Rock. Well, hell, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I if, you, know, I would. if you were I Chris Jericho, would you I not was, bring up the time you get? I
1: was happy for him at
0: the same time. Hell, right, right. if you Chris Jericho, would you would you not bring up the fact every chance you get, you were the first undisputed champion. That's a big deal.
1: And then the first person to beat Stone Cold and the Rock, the two top guys, one night, he's the only person to do that. Not just the first; he's the only. Yeah. Yeah. And that, thing, that, was a gut, that was a gutsy move, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, taking risks. That was a gutsy move by Vince or whoever wrote that. Wrote that in for the win. That 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 uh, hundred
0: mm-hmm. title
1: to beat two top baby faces. Are you kidding me?
0: Mm-hmm. That was gutsy. And Chris Jericho, man, nobody gave him a chance in hell of being the first undisputed champion of them all. Now, originally, it was supposed to be real simple. Austin, Rock, winners, undisputed champion. Flair, it was a storyline owner of the time say, you know what? Let's make him earn it. Austin's gonna face Angle. Jericho's gonna face The Rock. The winner yeah, of that right. match, gonna face each other, winner of that match is gonna truly earn the right to be the undisputed champion. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If the roles were reversed, if it was Austin, if it was Rock, if it was if it was Angle, they'd be bragging about every chance they get too.
1: Yeah. I want to
0: know. I don't remember. Did, uh, were those titles vacant at the time, or were they? Just, were, just something?
1: Did the Rock walk in with the world championship? Well, at the time. We, they were both. They were both world champions, and they won one world champion.
0: Yeah. At the time, it was the WCW world title. Vince say, you know what? It's not the world title. So The Rock was holding that title. Austin was, 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 was the WWE champion. Vince say, you know what? We, we need one champion. So we're going to have three matches. The winner of those matches are going to face each other. And where that match is going to be the undisputed champion. One
1: company,
0: one champion. This was shortly after the Alliance storyline, of course. Cool, right,
1: right, right. Yeah,
0: right after. Yeah. So I think right there, that was pretty, this, this, this was, I think I was pretty good right there. Oh, uh, yeah, it was, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And
1: Eric can
0: say, he was his first. And years later, it's been 20 years later, he'll still bring it over every chance he gets. And I'll blame him for it. And maybe, just maybe, there's a spot in the WWE Hall of Fame for Chris Jericho. Just not right oh, now, it's going to be AEW. He's
1: going in. That's oh, so yeah. Brilliant. He's going
0: in. When his AEW contract expires, I would love to see him in the WWE Hall of Fame.
1: No, well, he's got one more year on it before it expires. He's signed three years.
0: Uh-huh. He's to, they, say, I mean, they can talk about WWE all
1: they want when they leave WWE, but... When that contract is up, you're going to hear Chris Jericho talk talk about WWE in such a beautiful, beautiful light. Oh yeah. Well, of course, he's going to go back. Mm-hmm. Huh?
0: Well, gentlemen, I want to thank y'all for joining me tonight. This afternoon, excuse me. We'll see you guys next time. I don't know when we're going to get these two back together, but we'll see you guys Tuesday morning right here, 11 a.m. on Wrestling Tracks. Thank you for joining me, guys. See you next time. All right.
1: Thank you, man. Take care, people. All right. Appreciate it.